do a little analogy, and I know that um, this is all I have today. I don't have, like, I do have verses and stuff, but um, I want to just do something that I saw this weekend at a conference we went to, and it really just spoke to my heart because um, I see a, I see different people, and they come out of, they just need, they need Jesus in, in different depths. So thank you guys for being patient with me. But um, I got a, a couple cups here. And if you guys see, I have a kiddie pool. I'm not baptizing anybody. That would be cool, but um, that's not going to happen. Unless anyone wants to be baptized in a kiddie pool, that'd be kind of cool. I will totally do it to you right now, I promise. But I wanted to talk to you guys today about life and about what we invest in because um, it's interesting the way life works. How many of you guys know that this last week you have invested life? You have invested into your life, correct? How many of you guys have this last week have uh, received life? Have you guys received life this week? Have you guys given life this week? What I want to do is I want to create some, some life cups, okay? So I have here a couple cups, and then I have this main cup. Actually, I'm going to use this as a stand. Um, and one thing that I've known is, how many of you guys uh, know that the Word of God says, actually says this in, uh, pull up my notes here. It says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says that, Guard your heart, for from it flows the issues of life. Everybody say life. Life. See, life comes out of your heart. And it says to guard your heart, for from it flows. So from your heart I know we, the heart, like the aorta is like right here, but we're talking about the heart. From the heart flows the issues of what? Of life. How many of you guys know that heaven does not have limited resources? That's good news. How many of you guys know that we draw from a heavenly realm? Correct? And we know what happens when we draw from the earthly realm. We, we get in a lot of trouble. It's, it's very tiresome. You're, you're never satisfied. It's funny. Have you guys ever, have you ever eaten a ton of junk food and you're stuffed, but you're not satisfied? And at the same time, have you ever eaten a whole lot of good, healthy food, vegetables, but you're still hungry. Have you ever been there? Isn't that weird? See, there's something about eating healthy that properly stewards the appetite where it lets you know you're filled, but there's more for you. I think God created that awesome analogy for us, but I wanted to, I wanted to create some I wanted to create some cups by which we pour life into. So can anybody call out to me? I need some crowd participation. Can anybody here call out to me something that you pour your life into? 
family. Okay. So I'm going to write family. All right. Anyone else? Squirt. Work. Let's do work. Hmm. All right. Anyone else? Friends? Let's do friends. All right. Anyone else? God. Okay, good. Anyone else? Church. Let's put church and God into ministry. How about that? Does that work? Let's do that. Y'all are so holy. <laughs> joking. You are, but can I get a couple more? Cu- oh, actually, I got one more here. All right, so any, anything else? We have, hold on, we have work. We have family. We have friends. We have ministry. We have life. Okay, uh, give me some more details. That's good, but elaborate. S- sleep, spouse. Pour your life into sleep. I love that. That's so good. Sp- okay, mar- spouse. Okay, so we got family. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write on the family cup. You said spouse because that kind of qualifies. But it's good. I want to write these things on here. Now, you said I actually like what you said. Uh, let's let's actually put ministry and life together. Health, hobbies. So let's do let's do health here, and I got room for one more. I need one one more cup. You give me, actually, give me like five cups. Your home. So does that? Can I can I put that into like family? Would that be a family? Okay, thanks. So we but we said. Uh, health, recreation. recreation, hobbies. Okay, let's do rec and hobbies. Do you guys feel that's somewhat of an extensive list, or do you guys? Is there any more that we're not kind of covering? Let me let me read and see if something that you could think of can fit into one of these categories. We have work, we have family or spouse. I'm going to kind of include kids in that. Friends ministry or life just in general uh, or health and we have hobbies anything else personal growth growth. I'm going to put that one into health because it almost fits because I like it all right growth education well, we're out of cups. Jeez. This is so good. Put it in what? Put it with work? Ah, because kind of work can lead to education. Okay. Yeah. Education. Okay. Now, I want to talk to you about four different... I want to talk to you about you, actually. But 
I have somewhat of an exhaustive list, but not too much of an exhaustive list of different cups that represent our heart. But then the water represents life. Okay. So how many of you guys know that we have a we have a good God and man and heaven really doesn't have any limits to its resources. And regardless of regardless of what you do in life, these things are getting stuff poured into them, whether it's from you or not. Just part of, it's just part of being alive. Okay, you're important, but you're not everything. You can't be everything to everyone. So I have with me my first cup, and my first cup. This, this is the first cup. You guys can see this cup. Here's what I'm going to do. This cup looks like it's cold. I'm going to take this cup. Now, what does the water represent? Life. Where do we receive life from? God. That's good. You know, Jesus came that you would not just have life, but abundant life. So, here we have life. I don't know if you guys know this, but sometimes we have life poured into us, and we do everything we can to steward it, receive it. We do our best. We absolutely do our best, but it's just like no matter how much we try to get full. It just doesn't work. And we'll place ourselves in maybe something will start to fill. But for the most part, this cup is broken. And the interesting thing about it is is the cup can't contain water. It can't contain life. Now listen, here's the first point. This first cup, this pitcher, it actually can experience life, but it can't contain life. It can't, it can't be something that actually retains what it experiences. And the reason is, is because the cup is broken. I don't know if anyone here has ever gone through stuff where it breaks you. You're broken. And you, you just know you're broken. Something has happened that has crushed an experience, crushed your heart. And now... Remember, this never stops. Heaven 
does not have limited resources. And God never stops pouring into you. But you know what? You don't feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because you know you were made for... We all know that we're made for great things. That's why your kids always think they're going to be an astronaut. They think they're going to... They think they're just going to go past the heavens. It is fully natural for you to think the best. But sometimes things in... Sometimes things in our existence... I'm not going to call it life. Things, things happen in our existence that create damage to our ability to retain what is eternally being poured into us. So it can't contain its experiences. No matter how many times you come in and you experience the presence of God, you're like, this is awesome, but it's when I get out into the world, it's when, I, when I leave here or when I sit down, no matter what I do, it just doesn't matter. It's just not good enough. And you have to understand, it isn't the presence of God. It's not the presence of God that's insufficient. It's not the grace of God that is lacking, that's not powerful enough. But there's healing that needs to take place in order for you to be where you need to be. Okay? Now, I'm going to take this away. I'll put this down. Looks like health and growth really succeeded in the uh, broken analogy. Here we have the, the last one, the last point of that, or last two, is, is the or first one is experience. It can experience the life of God, but it doesn't contain it. It even will leak out into other things, but it isn't creating a full effect on the life that we know we're supposed to live. There's something inside of us, and I know it's the Holy Spirit, that really lets us know when you are exactly where you need to be. Stay there. Second thing is it, it has a hard time giving. The broken cup has a hard time giving because of its brokenness. If you notice that there was only one cup that was that was getting anything, but the rest of it was not being, nothing else was receiving. And when a person is broken, they just, they, they feel, they feel like life isn't enough. And they also experience, they, they look at things around them and nothing is ever good enough. Nothing is ever where it should be. There's always a problem. There's always an inefficiency. Okay? But the funny thing is, how many of you guys know that with that broken cup, with that cup being broken, look, it's, it's, you, it's really not about the other cups. It's not about your, it's not about your work not being, you're not, oh, I'm not at the right job. Oh, I'm not at the... Oh, my, my marriage isn't what it needs to be. Oh, my, my kids are misbehaving. Oh, my hobbies. I, I'm not good at anything. Like, when it's not, it's not about the cups. It's about what needs, to be, what needs to be healed. Does that make sense? 
the next, actually in John, how many of you guys know the, in John chapter 4, talks about the woman at the well. And Jesus is trying, he's ministering to this lady. It's the Samaritan woman. And he's like, you know, she, she's kind of saying, you know, we're going to worship at this mountain. Why are you talking to me? Jesus is just pursuing her. He's actually, he's ministering to this broken woman. She's broken. And he's giving her life. And she doesn't even realize what he's doing. He's trying to heal. He's trying to heal her brokenness. How many of you guys remember when, when Jesus says, it's in, in John chapter 4, when Jesus uh, says, you know, go and tell your husband. She says, I'm not married. He says, yes, you don't have one, you have five. You guys remember that? And he kind of has a word of knowledge. And the cool thing, he doesn't rebuke her. He just lets her know, I know you got five. Like, he didn't even reprimand her. He just let her know he knew. He didn't, he, this, in this scenario, we don't have text where he says, go and sin no more. Where he says that to the, to the adulter, woman account on the act of adultery. And the reason is, is, is not every scenario you come up against, you're going to need to say the same thing. How do we, it, it could be that the very fact that this woman needed to know that God accepted her that healed her need to have all these men in her life wow that's cool and there's a healing that takes place actually she's like went and basically started a revival because the healing took place so don't allow your brokenness to become your identity see god heals the broken so we don't want to sabotage our wholeness when God makes a way out of our brokenness. Amen? Those are on slides, by the way. We have slides for that stuff. So in the picture number two, this is the picture number two. You guys see this? Now, what does this look like? Anybody see this? Ice water. Let's go ahead and get rid of this. Let's put this right here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and pour some in here. Now, here's an interesting thing about this one, though. Pour some ice water in here. All right, we're getting a little more. If you see, other ones are going to experience life. Okay, all right, cool. Interesting thing about this one, though, is I, I noticed this. This was a, a, a cup, and we had this with frozen water in it. And when I saw this, I was like, well, it's, it's not broken. Like, it's, there's no cracks in it. It's retaining water. But the thing about one with ice in it, it can't actually experience the fullness of the flow. And that's because it has been in a protected environment. I want to call this the spirit of religion. Because it, we took water that experienced life, it experienced water, and it was put in a protected, cold, isolated environment. And it sits there. And it gets cold. And it starts to take confidence in the level that it's retained. And whenever the flow happens, sometimes it takes a lot of flow 
to start to break up and warm up what needs to be flowing. Because how many of you guys know that this chunk of ice here can't flow into here? And so this ends up being a portion that God doesn't have. Because this is the old way of doing things. Does that make sense? So in this one, they're not broken, but they're not empty. And God wants us to be empty so He can be the one that fills us. And there's another thing about this. You guys know that this also, whenever you have water stayed in a container, it's a Petri dish for disease. It is a Petri dish for things to go wrong. It's called an old word. It's called, it's called that religious spirit. And what happens is when this allows there to be a cold heartedness, a frozenness, it, what it does is it actually recreates a coldness in all the other aspects of life that it flows into. What we want to do is we want to stay we want to stay hot for the kingdom of God. We want to have we want to be fresh. We want to allow things to burn up. How many of you guys know that when you boil water, it gets rid of stuff in the water? But when it's cold, it retains all the little stuff that you might not want in it. Now we know the river of we know the river of God is is pure. We know it, but guess what? The river might be pure, but that doesn't mean the cup is. We want to make sure that we are allowing for the flow of life to purify us. Amen. Got a couple more. A couple more. Now I got picture three. This is different. This one, this cup, it's not religious. It's empty. It's clean. It's got no holes in it. It receives. Look at that. Full. Oh, nice. Goes. And fills up life. Look at that. We got some more. Oh, man. Fill it. Fill it up to the top. Lord, fill me up. Oh, important in my health. Yes. Oh, ministry. Yes, God. Okay, here we go. Oh, some more. I'm empty. Get me filled up. Look at this. Some more and more. Go. Where are we going in here? Ministry, friends, pouring in your family. Oh man, just look at that. Oh, so good. So nice. Interesting thing about this. I want you to see something. I want you to watch the timeline, okay? You guys see me? You guys wait? Okay, so. Youth camp, church, conference, something like that. 
um, presence of God, quiet times, things oh, full. God's moving. So right here, I'm pouring, pouring into people. I'm pouring into people. Right? You guys see this? Pouring in. How many of you guys know that this right here, when you're doing this in your life, can feel like a long time? Pouring into my, I've been praying for my family for years. Right here. What do I got? I'm empty. I got nothing in me. Sometimes people aren't broken. They're not religious. But they're not receiving. They get so caught up like Martha did. You guys remember Martha? They kind of have a savior complex. We don't know anything about that in here, do we? We are... We don't have a savior complex. Now, guess what? They're getting filled. But you're not. And what happens every time I allow this to be empty? I get dry. When am I going to get filled again? God, I'm hungry. What's going on? And it's not like the good hunger. It's not like you ate a plate of veggies and your stomach is working through. It's like you're hungry. And God, I am lacking. I need something. I'm not broken. I just don't have anything to give. Sometimes we get there. Sometimes we get to a place where we're just we're giving. And you come here on, maybe you come here on Sunday morning, Sunday night. We don't have Sunday night. You come here on Sunday night. That's interesting. Uh, you, you come to, you come Wednesday night. You're coming, you're, you just come and you're doing, you're doing life. You're doing a whole bunch of stuff. But guess what? You're pouring out and you're not receiving. And you, th- you know what? It might feel, it might feel like that's, this like really difficult dance. Well, I want to be able to give into this and I, I want to be able to do that, but uh, it's very difficult to find this like, we, we try to find what people call a balance. I th- actually think the balance is what kills us. I actually think what, is, what we try to balance is what causes life to be so unbalanced. Because Here's the problem. We're trying. That's the problem. See, this does demonstrate love. Point number one for picture three is this does demonstrate love. Number two is it empties itself out to others. It just, it, it's giving. It's giving. And it's, people need that life. That's good. But it also has this kind of state, like, I have to be the one. I need to be there for people. Not if you're empty. If you're empty and you're giving to people, you can only give them what you have. And then once you're done, you're in no condition to give anymore. 
and you need to relax and you need to sit down because you don't want to get dry you don't want to get cold you don't want to allow the enemy to take advantage of you and allow an offense or something to break you you need to relax everybody say relax This cup receives and is filled, but wears out in its giving. It wears out because it received life, and then it gave life. And then it receives and it gives, and it receives and gives. But there's an issue with this, though. It is doing all the work. This is works tries really hard. This is when Martha comes in and Luke 10 Martha comes in and and it's like one of the first times she has Jesus over and, and Mary just kind of is like, oh, Jesus is here. Let's go sit down. What is Mary doing? She's receiving. Just, just taking it in. This is awesome. Have you guys ever taken in life and then as you continue to go out and do life and pour out, you're still being filled on the presence that God gave you from a moment before. Like, you, man, you're just, and you're, you're kicking butt, man. You're, you're, you know, you're loving your wife. You're doing good at your job. You're communicating with your kids. You're working out, you're doing this thing, and you're just like, man, God, you're so good. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. Be in a state of meditation where you're like, man, I'm just receiving from God's word. Oh, by the way, you got fired. It's okay. God's going to put another cup in my room. It's going to be all right. You just had a horrible, horrible disagreement. You know what? I'm still going to allow God to pour into that. I'm not going to stop the flow there. Let's just continue to let that flow. Just continue to let that happen. Because I'm not going to freak out. Let's say like, let's say I lose my job. Let's say I don't have a job. My, I can't pour into it because I'm, I'm empty. Here's the struggle. The struggle is to go, oh gosh, I need to do something. I need to do something about it. Ah! And you end up focusing on that one thing. All right, guess what? But you're now empty. And the rest of your life doesn't receive. Does that make sense? However, there is a fourth cup. And this is interesting. It's not broken. It's not frozen. And it's not trying. just receives. No matter what happens, love what Nehemiah said today, it's finished. just continues to flow. Everyone receives. Everyone receives and you stay full. Because you, as Jesus said, have entered into 
rest. You can't minister from a place of worry. Whenever you have, I'm catching myself so much now to where whenever I feel reactionary to some, even my own issue, I stop myself and say, wait, wait, wait. Am I reacting to fear because of this? Well, you need to intercede, not if it's in the wrong spirit. The devil would love for you to learn how to pray reactionary and sabotage your effectiveness as an intercessor. But when you go to the Father and say, Lord, there's an abundance in heaven. Not my will, not my worry, but yours be done. You're positioning yourself to receive and to give what he wants you to distribute to those that he has put in your area. Amen? Now, the interesting thing about our life that we live in today is that there's a whole lot of other cups. There's, I mean, there's, there's, there, there are cups everywhere. And if it's not in the area that God has placed you, placed in your vicinity, a grace to influence, and if it takes you out of rest, that's not a place where God wants you to minister. God has put in your life certain things. And whenever you have to remove yourself in order to pour yourself out, you're not in a position to live abundant life. Don't allow this to happen. Where you have to pour out out of reaction. God wants to bring you into a place of rest and the fullness of what is finished and allow Him to overflow. I love what... How many of you guys remember James' sermon last week talks about suffering? You guys remember that? Check this out. Psalms 23, verse 5. It's talking to the Lord. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. My cup can't run over if I'm pouring it out. There's only one way my cup can run over. And if that's if I'm at my place of rest. Amen? Can we just pray? Father, we just thank you for rest. Enter into rest. Lord, I just... We're not, we're not needing to, um, so many times there are an act, a need for a, a prophetic act, but in fact, let's do that. I, I don't know what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do, but if there's a prophetic act where you want to come, I think that's what we'll do. We got cups. And if you want to experience rest, I'm going to invite you to come and take a cup from my brother Mark here on the front row. I want you to come 
I want you to place it on here. I want you to allow life to run over. So if you want to do that, we're not going to pray. I'll pray to end, but I want as a prophetic act, if you are broken, if you're broken, if there's religion, if there's frozenness, or if you're trying a lot, and you want to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I want you to come, I want you to put the cup on the top, and then I want you just to allow life to come into you. I want you to allow it to overflow into those areas of your life. There is no lack in the kingdom. You might think, how am I going to do this? You have to let that go. Because that's not up to you. Because you can't create life. It is what flows out of you. Okay? Amen. There's one last thing. Now, here's what the enemy would love us to do. If you do identify as somebody who's broken, or you do identify as someone who has had religion that needs to work out of you, or someone who's trying too hard, let me encourage you. How many of you guys know that a prophetic act is you agreeing with the way God sees you? So how many of you guys know that God has always seen you like this? And this is what he's called us to be. But you know what the enemy wants to do? The enemy wants you to believe in your brokenness so you will have a hard time getting out of it. Because whatever you, th the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, this is what we're talking about, our heart, so is he. So in taking the cup that is whole and complete and empty, you're actually saying, I'm not broken. I am not cold. And I am not restless. And what you're doing is you're agreeing with who God says you are. Amen? So, you know how we do communion? We come up. This is how we're going to end our service. Amen? Father, I just thank you for your people and I thank you that you have um, given us a cup that runs over and that as we dismiss today people would start to experience the life of God in every area of their life every area that you have called them that has been called close to them that they know that they are supposed to minister to that area, that they are to be a light in that area and influence, that they would not attempt, that they would rest. And Jesus, you ministered out of rest. Let us minister how you ministered. Amen. Amen.